Hello, welcome to Knowledge on the Go, the podcast brought to you by the Performance Improvement Collaborative and Knowledge Transfer Teams at Vizient. I'm Marilyn Sherrill, Knowledge Transfer Director and your program host. Today, we are digging deeper into improving sepsis early recognition. The signs and symptoms are high heart rate, fever, shivering, or feeling very cold, confusion or disorientation, shortness of breath, extreme pain or discomfort, clammy or sweaty skin. A patient does not have to have all of these six. It's any of these. Armando Nahum is not a doctor or nurse. He is the director for the Center for Engaging Patients as Partners, part of MedStar Health Institute for Quality and Safety. Armando provides insight on how to educate the public about sepsis from the patient's point of view the symptoms, the seriousness, and the consequences. He knows about all of this from personal, heartbreaking experience. On Labor Day weekend of 2006, our son Josh had a skydiving accident and ended up in the emergency department with the fracture femur and a contusion in the back of his head. They performed a procedure called a ventriculostomy, relieving the pressure in the brain. He spent six weeks in ICU, but he was recovering pretty well. Now, unfortunately, six days uh, into his rehab, he coded 103 fever and his brain was swelling again. Sepsis took took a hold of him and he died um, two weeks after that. Sepsis kills about a quarter of a million Americans every year. It is the nation's leading cause of death. More than 1.5 million Americans are diagnosed with sepsis annually. 80% of sepsis occurs outside the hospital. So the person comes in with sepsis, great. That person that just came in is A, not educated on sepsis, so they're not going to say, oh, I have, you know, the signs of sepsis. The word itself is not a common word that lay people use. If you have a conversation with someone on, on the street or, you know, family members, they may say, oh, well, you mean blood poisoning. Armando is dedicated to helping educate the public community members, in language that resonates and is meaningful. That's why Gene DeCosmo asked him to lead MedStar's Patient and Family Advisory Councils for quality and safety efforts. The information on sepsis may seem complicated, but it's really very simple. The steps to know, the signs and symptoms, and then what to do to get help. And I think when it comes to especially patient-facing education, clinicians can really get technical. So for us, it became simply a matter of knowing that our internal efforts in the acute care environment were not going to be successful unless we could garner a way to educate the community at large. Armando was asked to join the Sepsis Steering Committee, charged with developing an awareness campaign. It was quite scary for me because everyone there was clinically trained, except for me. And I pretty much sat there asking myself why I was there in the first place until I heard them discuss and debate the different protocols they had in place at the various MedStar emergency departments. And suddenly a light bulb went off and I raised my hand and I asked them if they expected patients to know which ED was performing best or what protocol was in place. And I said, seriously? Well, the debate stopped suddenly. 
we were trying to pilot a standard screening in the ED for sepsis and triage, I would say that just by his presence and his questioning, we really became completely patient-focused and got out of the weeds a bit. We were able to, in two meetings only, arrive at four really excellent recommendations for testing change. This is exactly the reason why I think patient and family engagement is so vital in healthcare. If you are clinically trained to care for patients in a hospital environment, you tend to see only the trailer of those patients, while we, patients and family members, see the whole movie. That's really what led us to Armando as well, being in charge of this campaign, putting the words in from his perspective such that it's understandable and meaningful and not having it come from our clinician perspective. And I don't think there's anything better than hearing from a member of your community concerning how to better care for yourself. The signs of sepsis and how a person feels not knowing that they have sepsis is probably like flu symptoms. They could sit in any ED for four hours, six hours easily. We have seen instances where patients are more often now than before coming in and saying that, could this potentially be sepsis? The earlier a patient can come to us, the sooner we can treat, the better off their outcomes will be. What we've done at MedStar is that because the electronic medical record will fire sepsis if you have two or three of these symptoms, we have a tech at the front desk uh, in the ED that will take your vitals, input into the EMR, and if it will fire sepsis, you're taken in the back. There's no wait time. In one case, actually, the patient persisted, but was one of those patients that doesn't look so obvious, looks flu-like, but the patient persisted and continued to express their concern for potential sepsis, was taken back, and indeed was on that pathway. We definitely have had a percentage decline in our ODE ratio, for sure, and the number of lives saved continues to improve. For MedStar and Gene, it is important to have a bridge to the public when it leads to better outcomes. And so I just every day am grateful. I know I will continue to rely on a patient and family uh, lead for every improvement effort that I'm involved in. And I'm really excited to see how we can continue to advance and partner with our sepsis effort. I will absolutely always ensure that we have a PFAC lead that will help us and guide us in ways that we just honestly can't because we're too involved in the technical, clinical aspects. We need that partnership. So I'm just continually encouraged every day by what we're going to be able to accomplish using these strategies. As important as it is for healthcare organizations to have a partnership with its patient and family advisors, it may be more important for the patient and family advisors to share their hard-won expertise with the organization and community. When I was asked to be a part of the System Patient and Family Advisory Council for Quality and Safety at MedStar, I made a comment to Dr. David Mayer and I said, you know, just a couple of years back, you wouldn't be talking to me. And he looked at me and he said, you're right. And I am so thankful for what MedStar has done because we actually are doing that. I always say, I wish it was 12 years ago because I probably would have saved my son's life. Thanks to Armando Nahum and Gene DeCosmo and MedStar Health for sharing their story. And to you for listening to our podcast. We'd love to hear from you. 
drop us a line at knowledge transfer at From the PI Collaborative and Knowledge Transfer teams, I'm Marilyn Sherrill. Remember, knowledge is transformational. Share it. Share it.